Today is Tuesday, May 2nd, 2023. And let's see, last week I podcasted on Monday. And let's see what's happened since then. Oh, I know. I was talking about on that episode the bank uh, identity theft that I possibly had with the bank that sent me a notification that I had opened up a checking account with them and I had not. And I had called them and talked to the lady and she referred my inquiry to the fraud department and I was supposed to hear from them. Uh, They didn't give me a timeline, but just said that you would be hearing from them. So all last week, I did not hear from the fraud department of this bank. Um, Now, some people said on Twitter that uh, the bank itself could be a scam too when you're giving them your information. But as I um, tweeted with Casey in Denver, I did some research ahead of time and, and uh, you know, on online and stuff and found out they actually have real um, actual banks, uh, branches. They're just not near me. So um, I think it's a real bank. However, um, Casey says that he said, I'd, I'd be even afraid to call that new bank and give them information. I think that was also a phishing scam. I've become paranoid in my advanced years, and I agree with that completely. Um, but as I said, I did some research, and he said, that's exactly what I would have done, stalked the bank before calling. <laughs> I don't know if I would call it stalking, but I definitely found out about them before I called them. Um, Gary uh, commented on Twitter as well, and he said, I was thinking that the new bank might be a scam too. He says, I have been getting emails from AT&T about having an account with them and a bill which I don't have. They are not charging me. Someone else has my email. It's very possible that you could have the same email or one that's very similar and someone's, you know, typing in the wrong address when they are sending out the email. That is a possibility. But I, so since I had not heard from them um, all last week, yesterday, I called the bank again a week, a week later, and I didn't talk to the same lady, but I talked to somebody else, and they said, yes, we have your inquiry on file, and it is currently being investigated by our fraud department. So, I mean, she sounded legit, too. Uh, you know, I don't know. What, so she said, um, be patient. They will be contacting you sometime in the future. And I'm like, well, fuck, when? So I don't know what's going on with that. I just have to keep checking. But um, as I said last week, I joined um, Equifax and had my credit report um, put on a freeze so that nobody could um, inquire, about my, inquire about my credit you know, rating and stuff and, and credit report. And then I also put in an alert watch so that, um, you know, it's an alert telling the other uh, reporting agencies that I feel like I have been possibly a, um, a, uh, a victim of identity theft and that they would be monitoring that. So I keep checking the experience, I mean, the um, Equifax site every day and nothing has shown up on my um on my credit file in terms of people trying to inquire about my thing and no new accounts have been showing up on that credit report. So I I don't know what to think. I don't know what to do about it. I guess I have to keep waiting. Um, If I don't hear from them by next Monday, then I'm going to call them and and, and ask to actually speak to the fraud department and find out where in the investigative process my um, inquiry is and what I should be doing about it or what they're doing about it. So um, that's the update on that. 
Um, I also talked in that podcast, I think it was that podcast, about uh, waking up, um, I think it was one on Thursday, I think it was, I forget, um, about my clocks, half of the clocks in my house being um, displaying the wrong time and the other half not being affected by it at all. And at first I thought it was internet stuff, but these clocks are not connected to the internet, so I don't know what that is about. However, we did get a voicemail from the Faye driver explaining what it could possibly be. So let's um, listen to this voicemail from Faye driver and see what he has to say about it. Archer, it's the Faye driver. I'm calling regarding your issues with your power uh, surge that changed all your clocks and things. Uh, and the reason why it only happened to certain devices. In typical North American uh, construction, uh, there are two lines that come into your house, to your breaker box. Uh, there's, there are two 110-volt lines. Um, if you look at your circuit breaker box in your house, you'll see that there's two columns on the box. And what happens is they bring in a 110-volt line to one side of the panel, the right side, and a 110-volt line to the left side of the panel. And I bet you, if you uh, do a little survey of the, you know, each side of the panel, probably all of the devices that were affected by this surge, uh, the breaker switches are going to be on the one, the same side of the panel. So, um, and typically in a circuit breaker box, they try to equalize the draw that is, that is being pulled out of that panel. So if you add up all the numbers of the, the amperages on those um, breaker switches, you know, they range from 15 amps, 20 amps to 40 amps for your, for your stove or your dryer, for instance, the two sides should be fairly similar because they want to balance the load uh, that's being drawn through the panel. So probably what happened was you had a surge come in on one of your two 110 volt lines, one of the two sides that affected all of the circuits on that one side. And that's why some things work or, and, you, and, and some things weren't affected. You can also experience this in a power outage. It might occur that in a power outage, you might have only some things in your house that are not functioning when other items in your house are functioning fine because it's only one of the two legs that have been affected by the power outage. So uh, there you go, a little uh, interesting little tidbit for you, and I hope nothing was damaged. All right, have a good day. Bye. Thank you very much, Faye Driver. I appreciate that that um, information that you, you gave me. I was curious about that, so I did look at my panel, and um, there's a cover over it, so I couldn't actually see. However, I did look at the different um, uh, breaker things. I forget what those are called, where you can turn off the power for individual um, things. And you are correct. All of the clocks that were... Uh, displaying the wrong time were are on the same side of the in terms of the plugs and stuff are on the same side. I tested it to see. I turned off the power, and sure enough, all of those clocks um, went off at the same time. So um, 
I think you totally nailed it on the head. Now, I will say that I am in a in a, in a high rise building that was built in like 1950. I, I want to say 52, 53, somewhere in that range. And I only have like six breakers in there. So, but interestingly, there's like, maybe it's eight. I'm not sure, but there's like three on one side or four on one side and four on the other side. And sure enough, those clocks were plugged into the ones that are all on the same side. So that's probably what happened. <laughs> so thank you for that um, explanation. And I appreciate the call so much. Um, so thank you. Now, uh, moving on, the um, recently, well, first of all, um, this is a little meta for people who are podcasters and so forth. Um, I am using the Roadcaster Pro 2, which is the, uh, what's it called? A, uh, it's, a, it's a box that has <laughs> a lot of buttons on it. So what's that called? It's, I know everyone's screaming at me. It's a mixer. It's called a mixer. Okay, so I use the Roadcaster Pro 2, and it's got a lot of buttons and a lot of faders and all this stuff on it. And um, I've always thought that this is overkill for my for my podcasting, uh, you know, f- fun or whatever. Um, and then just recently, I think it was last week or maybe it was the week before, Rode, the people who make these um, uh, mixers and stuff, they came out with some new products. Now, I believe it was at NAB, uh, uh, North American something or other. I don't know. But uh, Rode came out with a new, um, I gotta, I'm just trying to look it up, um, a new version of the Rodecaster, and it's called the Rodecaster Duo. And I, when I first saw it, I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what I've been looking for. Now, it's exactly like the Rode. Uh, um, Roadcaster Pro 2, but it's much smaller. Instead of having one, two, three, four, five, five, six sliders, it only has four. And instead of it having eight little buttons you press for make the sounds and stuff, it only has six. And it only has two inputs for microphones, and but it still has all the other stuff, the wireless, the Bluetooth. Um, it has everything else. It's just that there's fewer inputs and fewer sliders and stuff. So... Um, I've been watching all these videos from Rode about it and other people who have been talking about it, and it's being released later this month. Well, I got an email from B&H Photo, which also sells a lot of, a lot of audio products as, as well as video products, and they had a pre-order for the Rodecaster Duo, and I decided to go ahead and buy it. So I'm going to ha- now we'll have three of these Roadcaster uh, podcasting mixers, but I really do think this one, the duo is exactly what I've been looking for. It's smaller, less inputs, less complicated. There's only like three dials on it. And um, I really do think it's going to be exactly what I'm looking for. Also in terms of size, like I might be able to just keep this sitting on my desk because um, this, the Roadcaster Pro 2 is kind of big and it takes up a big chunk. And I know I've talked about this before with all the wires coming out of it and how I have to set it up every time I'm going to want to podcast and break it all down when, I, when I'm done podcasting. Well, I think this one is going to be small enough that I can keep it on the desk and keep it all plugged in. And maybe, maybe that would make me podcast more often. I'm not sure. But when that, of course, when that comes in, um, I will let you know... Um, 
how it is and when I'm when I've started podcasting with it, et cetera, et cetera. So um, that'll be cool. I, th- I I think that was last Tuesday. I I don't remember. You know, time just kind of merges all together with with things as you get older. Um, oh, there's my watch. Oh, Big Fatty just finished a walk of 5.39 miles. Good for you, Big Fatty. Um, so uh, that would have been on Tuesday, I think. And last Wednesday, my husband and I went uh, went out to dinner, as we usually do at least once a week, sometimes more. And we went to El Dente, which is an Italian restaurant that happens to be right across the street or right across, well, I should say it's like a... Um, a big patio area that uh, connects all these um, businesses together. And on one side of the patio is um, El Dente, and on the other um, side of the patio is Chef Jeff's, which, as you know, is uh, Nora O'Donnell's husband's restaurant. <laughs> anyway, so... We went to El Dente last week and we ate outside because the weather was really nice. And if you remember, El Dente is the place where the the waitress is our, who we really like to have, Jenny. Her name is Jenny. Um, so she was waiting on us again because we always like to have her as our waitress. Well, as we're sitting outside eating, the manager of Chef Jeff's, which is just right across the patio, uh, saw us out there um, eating and he stood there and looked at us like, Okay, I see where you're eating now. I see what you're doing. <laughs> like we should have come to his restaurant. <laughs> and then um, when Jenny came out again and he was he was standing out there, he came over to our, to our table and Jenny said to him, it's my turn to have them for dinner. <laughs> and he said, okay, well, well, we'll see you on Saturday. So I thought that was funny. And then um, on Saturday, we went to some wineries during the day and then we went to Chef Jeff's, which as you know, is Nora O'Donnell's husband's restaurant. I know people are getting really sick of that, but I think it's funny. Anyway, so we went to Chef Jeff's and we ate outside there too. And then while we were eating, Jenny from El Dente came over and she was doing the same thing. She's like, oh, I see where you're eating now. And Chris Chris was the the manager. He's like, no, it's my turn. It's my turn. (laughs) I just thought it was so funny that they're like competing for our our business. (laughs) And they're always so nice. However, I will say this. At the restaurant at Chef Jeff's that night, we had a new, a brand new waiter guy, and he messed up so many things. I just, I, you know, and I told Chris, the manager, and he said, don't worry, he's new, he'll learn all this stuff. But he um, didn't charge us for the bottle of wine. I'm like, I can't, this, this, if this kid has to pay for this wine at the end of the night, I'm going to be really upset. So I went to Chris and I said, um, he forgot to put the wine on here. And he said, oh, sorry about that. We'll have to charge you. I'm like, absolutely. That's what I'm telling you. So, you know, he had charged me for the bottle of wine. Um, so that was Saturday at the uh, restaurant, Chef Jeff's. Um, then on Sunday evening, we went, oh my God, that just makes me think of something. On Sunday evening, we went to a concert at the National Cathedral. It was uh, Monteverdi's Vespers. And of course, that doesn't mean anything to me. But my husband uh, was reading all about it in the in the uh, um, program, and um, the music was just absolutely beautiful. It was about an hour and a half long, 
And then um, we made reservations to go to another restaurant, which is called De Carlo's, which is not too far away from the cathedral, uh, like four blocks, I think. <laughs> anyway, we went there, had a, a wonderful dinner, and then um, came home. But, you know, I've said this before, and I know um, people have commented on it, that uh, we really, that's that, that means we went out to eat three times last week, and that just gets so expensive. Although I will say, these, these meals were not crazy expensive like other meals have been. They're in the normal range. So, um, but that was fun. Now, yesterday I heard... Was it yesterday? Yeah, I think it was yesterday. I heard that the very first Apple store that um, you know that was opened um, is now moving to a new location. Now, I will tell you this: the very first Apple store was opened at Tyson's Corner Mall in two thousand one, and Steve Jobs was actually there uh, making a video. Uh, well, actually, he wasn't there that day, but he was making a video. He made a video about it, and that's like. Um, all over the place now. Um, and I was actually there on the opening day of the very first Apple store in my area. I mean, that was, well, not just in my area, but that's, that was the very first Apple store ever um, at Tyson's Corner Mall. Now, another one did open in California the same day, but it was like five hours later or something like that. So my store was the very, 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 very first Apple store. Anyway, in the mall, Tyson's Corner Mall, the first Apple store is moving locations. And they're moving into a bigger space um, farther down the mall from where they are now. Um, and it's not opening yet. I don't know, I don't know exactly when it's going to open, but they showed pictures of the exterior of the construction. And there's a new, like, Apple, cool kind of Apple logo on the... Um, I, well, it's on the on the boards that are covering the construction, of course. But um, I could not find that logo anywhere. But it it is totally different um, than any any Apple logo that they've had before. Now I will. I don't know if I can find out exactly when it's going to open. Now that I'm retired, I might just go and be there when that new store opens. When I was at the very first Apple store opening in 2001, they were giving out T-shirts. In, in, uh, well, back then it was the Blue Apple, and it had um, the store name and the big Blue Apple on it. Um, that was cool. I, I have no idea where that T-shirt is today. I may have gotten rid of it, but um, I remember getting a T-shirt at the time. And it was cool. I don't, I don't know what I bought that day, but I know I bought something. Probably... Yeah, in 2001, I don't know what I would have bought in 2001, but I know I didn't buy a computer or anything. So um, anyway, that store is opening, and I hope to um, be there on opening day. Of course, again, I don't know when it will be. Uh, I think I got off track now. Let's see. Yesterday was Monday. What did I do except for calling the bank? Um, oh, I went to have blood work done for my A1C and... Uh, red blood cell count, but I didn't get those results back yet, so I have no idea what it is. However, if my A1C goes up, I'm going to ask the doctor if I can get, if I if I am a candidate for Ozempic because I would like to lose weight, and uh, Ozempic is you know known for that. I don't want to get Ozempic face, but um, I do want to lose weight. <laughs> anyway, that's a whole other topic. So um, this morning I got up and. Um, not right away, but uh, like after I watched the first hour of Good Morning America, then I went to the treadmill and I did uh, 
three, nine miles on the treadmill. And I was listening to all my favorite podcasts, of course. I was uh, listening to Big Fatty and Geeky Gay. And then I noticed that Enormous put out um, a new episode of their podcast. So um, I stayed on the treadmill. That's how I was able to walk to uh, 2.39 miles because I stayed on the treadmill to listen to their little podcast. And I was, as they were talking, I was thinking about... Oh my gosh, I don't know what that was. Something um, just happened with my Rodecaster Pro 2. As I'm talking about getting the new one, this this one starts to freak out. I don't know what that was. It was like uh, I started hearing this buzzing noise and then it um, I, it froze up. So I had to turn it off, start again. Luckily, it did keep the recording for the first part of the show. Anyway, I will wrap this up before this uh, freaks out again. Um, I, was, I was saying about... Um, the Enormous Boys, and how I can relate to so much of what they have to talk about. Um, if you have not listened to The Enormous Podcast with Casey and Harley, I'm just going to suggest that you um, listen to it because it's a really good show. Um, anyway, that is all I have for today. Um, I really hope this Roadcaster Pro is not dying. Um, anyway, all right. Um, th- thanks for listening. And until next time, bye. <laughs>